0: Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Tower Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips, and insights on B two B sales. Happy to have you here. Anneview Lieberman, VP of Con- Conversion Rate and Site Optimization at Noggin, a Commerce as a Service technology platform, is here to highlight more Noggin's recent survey that reveals key online shopping trends for brands to keep in mind today and in the near future. And welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here today. And of course, we appreciate the time you've taken to participate and share your thoughts, insights, and observations with us. The digital ecosystem is a fast evolving space. And it's always interesting to hear from observers and leaders like you in terms of where this entire ecosystem is headed, or what are the trends that are set to dominate this space in future. So welcome to this episode of the Sales Star Podcast. Before we dive in, would you like to take a minute to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, of course, more about your time at Noggin?
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Well, like you said, I am the VP of Conversion Rate and Site Optimization at Noggin. I oversee the A-B testing and personalization team, as well as SEO and social media. And I joined the company over six years ago, and it's been really incredible to work um, at Noggin. They've really grown as a company, and as well as building out our own technology. So a lot of people don't know that we built our own ERP system, a WMS system, our own suite of apps. So for those of you who work in Shopify, you know, it doesn't come with much, right? You need an app for this, you need an app for that. And sometimes these apps don't work well with each other and they actually affect your site performance. So we built our own merchandising tool, wish list, search and filtering so much more. It's, it's been really incredible to be a part of this journey.
0: Absolutely, and you know Nuggins been quite busy in the last couple of weeks. Of course, they've always been busy, but in the last couple of weeks, especially, you recently uh, spoken about and released a very interesting survey. We'd like to have you talk about the key takeaways, not just from this particular recent survey, but also in general, based on your industry studies. What are the recent online shopping trends that you'd like to highlight in this conversation?
1: What's interesting is people actually don't want to be tracked but they expect to have a personalized experience. And it really depends on which brands and your consumers, right? If you're older females, they actually don't mind being tracked and they prefer to have that curated, tailored experience for them. But then if you're younger audiences, they actually prefer not to be tracked. I did a, it's really interesting, I did a sticky add-to-bag on mobile, right? You always want to have it visible so you can easily add products to your cart. And when I did that, conversion rate actually tanked and I watched hundreds of recordings. It turns out that the cookie consent was covering up the add to bag. And even when I made the cookie consent obnoxiously big, users refused to click on it and they were still shopping in this tiny little window. And so in the end, I changed the experience. So when the add to bag is out of the viewport or out of the view, it becomes sticky, but when it's in the viewport, you actually can see it. And that had a 33% higher click-through rate. I also think that um, people like to be guided. They don't like to be forced. And I like to say like personalization is uh, invisible marketing on site. So in the case of beta brand, a long time ago when they uh, forced the user to the checkout after adding an item to the cart, it had a 10% higher conversion rate. But when I ran the same test now, It actually had a negative 24% conversion rate. People don't want to be forced to the checkout because before Betabrand was known for like a single yoga pant. But now there's so much more products. So people want to be still shopping around and browsing. So it's been really interesting. Social media is also really key. Everyone is trying to get TikTok shops up right now. And it it takes a lot to get that up. But once you do, it's really important. And uh, it's not about... Having like these overly produced ads, it's all about having real ads. People want to know is this authentic? Is this genuine? And when we surveyed customers, say on ModCloth, fifty-two percent actually came through social media. So it's pretty powerful, and you have to do it right. That's the main takeaway from there.
0: Absolutely. So obviously, all of this is very key to talk to giving our listeners as well as anyone else a more fixed overview on. What and how these observations are going to drive the future when it comes to digital shopping? So can you throw a little light on, okay, so these have been observations that you have studied firsthand over the last couple of weeks or months. But when it comes to how this is going to impact the next level when it comes to digital shopping, what do you think would influence the space influence how customers react to brands? What kind of channels, for example, will become more prominent? Or what kind of predictive or AI-driven features will come to the fore more in the next couple of months? What kind of platforms, what kind of tools do you think will become more prominent through 2024, for example?
1: What's been interesting is Amazon has really changed the way people shop. Now, uh, free shipping, I mean, that's table stakes. But imagine with fuel costs now, shipping costs have really increased and it costs the brand so much money. But there's something that you can do You could do it with people with high intent. So say you're a first-time customer and you're so close to free shipping, the threshold, I'm going to give you free shipping if you decide to leave. If you're like $10 to $15 away from it, that way you can change a first-time visitor into a first-time customer. And that has a 43.5% take rate or up to and for Hurley almost a third of the customers I can convert so that's actually pretty powerful and I also recommend having buy now pay later I've actually studied payment type usage across the years the last five years and I can tell you based on your customer persona which payment types you should have and so that they can actually convert And with Buy Now, Pay Later, it used to be 8 to 12% of usage across the stores. And people think, oh, it's always like the younger customers. Actually, for us, it's the the average age is a 42-year-old female. Everyone is trying to stretch their dollars right now. And now with the economy the way it is, with inflation, gas prices, I'm actually seeing a decline because people literally don't have money. And the except for consumers where they're forced to spend, moms because their kids are still growing. I'm actually seeing an increase from twelve percent to sixteen percent usage.
0: And absolutely. So when, you, as you slightly spoke about a couple of uh, important factors that can enable a better online experience, for example, buy now, pay later, and what kind of other payment norms or UX/UI on a particular platform can push a potential buyer to not, maybe not buy immediately, but also to like return as a return buyer. Even that is like good enough for a brand in a tough market. So when it comes to this aspect, what optimization tips do you have in mind that brands can keep at the forefront of the experience as they think about revamping or pushing this online experience further? Absolutely.
1: Well, merchandising is so important, right? So say $3,000, that's a lot of money for a massage chair on Brookstone. But if you put it next to a $5,000 one, the $3,000 actually looks pretty good. Now put it next to a one that's $4,000, but it was originally $7,000. Now you're more likely to spend an extra $1,000 where you weren't before, but you feel like you got a better deal. I also think it's very important to lay out, like everyone with the holiday shopping, they have their gift guides, right? But when people have money, they have money. When people don't have money, they don't have money. So with the Fry Company, they always had their gift guide Uh, highest price to lowest price, so the best, better, good. I actually tested it against good, better, best, and the low to high actually had a 10% lower bounce rate, 21% higher revenue. You don't want someone with discount affinity or they don't have as much money or they're not willing to spend as much to see a really high-priced item and then they're just gonna leave. So one of the future trends I'm seeing is really hyper-segmenting, hyper-personalization. So if you're just affinity, you can show the low to high. But if you're not, you can actually just leave it the way it is, where it's high to low.
0: Absolutely. And of course, in today's time, no conversation, especially when it comes to the digital space in general, no conversation is complete without talking about AI and, of course, generative AI. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the near future impact of this particular evolving technology and how it could potentially set a new pace for online shopping.
1: Well, it's a really interesting space, right? Uh, when Levi's talked about showing more diversity in models using AI, there was a whole uproar in it. But what for what people actually people don't know is, people we have been using it. So say with children's wear, it's really hard to keep the same kids from not growing. <laughs> so it's actually more like predominant in in that field, but they just don't talk about it. And with AI, I mean it's everywhere, whether it's customer service chats, right, or whether it's even an SEO. We can actually have AI doing internal linking to build the organic rankings uh, on a website. And you can show generative AI uh, for product recommendations, right? So say a brand where they sell alcohol and if they pick a certain item, say vodka, they will actually show a recipe with generative AI for all the things that you can use this vodka for. And here are all the items that, that goes into the cocktail and then you upsell them in that sense
0: absolutely and i think in all this has been a very interesting conversation and digital shopping online shopping is the future of course uh, a lot of key experts that we have spoken to over the last couple of months have also spoken about the importance of the physical experience combining the two and ensuring that there's consistency between your in-store and online experience but of course we all know how digital and online it's easier It can sometimes be a lot more cost effective and it is the way forward for at least majority of uh, the world's users. So we, we appreciate the time you've taken to have this conversation with us today. Before we wrap up, though, is there anything else you'd like to summarize or throw light upon before we end for the day?
1: Well, there's a lot of great personalization tactics you can do without offering discounts. Right. If you talk to a lot of marketers, they're like, oh, just offer a discount, but it costs the brands a lot of money. You can still do small things like building purchase affirmation with new users. Right. One of the most powerful things is doing bestseller collections, especially if you don't have a lot of reviews, because bestsellers evokes an emotion. It builds purchase affirmation, especially with new users. And I also recommend doing uh, bestseller badges, because what if they don't land on the homepage? Because most of the time, they're more likely to land on the product page. So how do you tell a new user um, that this is going to be a good purchase? Some other tactics is I believe in doing FOMO tactics, right? Because that actually targets the reptilian part of your brain. That's their fight or flight part of your brain. And that's the part of the brain that actually sees the very first thing on your website and the very last thing on your website. And one of the great tactics is showing how many people viewed this product in the last 24 hours, right? Or how many people have it in their cart or how many people purchased it. This actually has a 27% higher conversion rate for females shoppers, but it doesn't have an impact on male shoppers. However, for both shoppers, showing a low stock message is really important, especially for returning visitors. That has a 17% higher conversion rate because they already know about the
0: brand. They want
1: to make sure this product doesn't sell out.
0: Absolutely. An, thank you once again for taking the time to do this and for those last key tips and takeaways. And we'll definitely have you back again sometime soon. But until the next conversation, we wish you and the large team at Noggin all the very best. Thank you so much.